hello hello welcome to hello action we are back for another episode episode three <laughs> how you doing latoya you okay? i'm doing good i'm doing good <laughs> let's go let's go our topic today is becoming the table in honor of black of black history month we wanted to discuss you know how we become the table mm-hmm. what makes those opportunities that we're able to become the table and what does it mean to become the table? become the table like we have seen like a lot of reels and stuff going out about i am the table and but what does that mean and so when you hear that phrase i am the table it's basically you're saying that you're the person you're the type of person that helps others to gain opportunities. You have opportunities for yourself. You're a go-getter. You're a person who goes out there, gets things done. You don't wait for, you know, opportunities to be presented to you. You go and you make them yourself. And then you you prepare a table for others. You present the opportunity to others. You know, so let's take a look at some of those stumbling blocks that prevent us from actually becoming the table. I think it's important that we mention, you know, the emotional manipulation tactics, those yeah. things that prevent us from actually becoming the table, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because when we talk about becoming the table, every time we always focus on, well, I have money. Do I have money? Do I have connections? Do I have networking? But we don't talk about the process that it takes to actually become the table. That's where it makes or breaks us. So emotional manipulation, things that happen in the workplace or things that happen with uh, business partners, et cetera, like that. We need to know what they are to be aware of them, to deal exactly. with them. And I think, you know, one thing, um, one point that we can make, because there are 12 points that we've actually come up with. Yeah. And the first one is actually moving goalposts. That's a great one. I think, I think that this one is so different, so important, because it's like, you right. know, um, it's when the criteria shift, which have been to meet, to satisfy a person. So Mm -hmm. this one is like, let's say, for example, you're in a job, you know, you're in a job and this person asked for, let's say, a PhD. Mm -hmm. Then when you, you, you show them that you have the PhD, they're like, you know what? Well, you know what? Now we need a master's, (laughs) you know, (laughs) we we need something higher than that. Like it always kind of keeps us from actually elevating to a certain point because they're always requiring so much of you. From a just master's to a PhD, yeah, 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 just to go different just, levels, yeah. Just to go to a different level. But we even do that with, like, for example, when you're teaching a kid to walk, you kind of do that with the kid. You yes. give them, like, a little couple steps and ask them to take something, and you back up, and, you mm-hmm. you know, you move the goalposts to sort of require more from people. Right. Uh, from others, but you also, there are these tactics that happen within the workplace mm-hmm. where... And, and a lot of Black people can attest to that. And I'm sure minorities, not only Black people, yes. but minorities, women, uh, can attest to that every time they've been told that they required a certain skill set or, you know, anything that they've required and they've obtained it, they've done their work. Then when they go to the table and said, hey, I've done what you've asked. Oh, sorry, we forgot mm-hmm. to tell you that. Yeah, you needed to have 20 years of experience. and. Right. and and you've only been working in the field for, for five, like, you know, yeah. so moving goalposts. The point about that we're bringing this up is that these things happen in the workplace. They happen in business yeah. situations. They happen in the interactions and the networking that you, that you have. Uh, but what do you do when you're faced with a boss that keeps moving the goalposts? 
Yes. Right. That's what we're trying to bring to your attention that what do you do? Are you going to emotionally just go, well, you already told me that I'm someone, you know, you're going to go ratchet or go wild. Exactly. No. Right. No. So let's talk about the next emotional tactic, generalization. So uh, we know that these are symptoms that we see in the workplace, in relationships, in communities, wherever you go and you have to have communication and interaction with mm -hmm. others. Uh, generalization comes up when extreme terms are used to accuse someone of a certain behavior. And I know that there is a group of people who always have to deal with the, and there's many groups of people, right? Okay. For example, you have a bad relationship with a guy and it's mm -hmm. all men. All men. Every <laughs> single man. <laughs> Everybody's the same. <laughs> Everybody is the same. Or for a lot of people, how we have Islamophobia happening is because, mm -hmm. you know, of one person, one, one person uh, in particular, a yeah. group of people who were doing things that were terrorists, and then yeah. all of other people who are Islam yeah. and and part of that culture and community are now generalized. They think like, well, yeah. all of them are terrorists, and they have to constantly live with that, live. yeah, over their heads. And so, but <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Very. Even I wanted to just mention too. You know what's crazy is that even when Corona started. Yeah. Right. Because it was said that it was in China. Right. All Chinese people. Oh my God. Even completely different. Yeah. You couldn't even stand around them, right? Yeah. They were like, oh no, you know, it was the Chinese people that brought it here. Yeah. Da, 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 da. And right? every and Chinese like, person, an Asian yeah. person, any person right. that was slightly Asian was getting it. Yes. Right. And and what happens when that kind of you know when that occurs? For yeah. us now, we're looking at us, we're always reflecting back to generalization as a woman, as a black woman, mm -hmm. as an individual of a minority group, when generalization occurs, you always feel like you're sort of, I got to prove them wrong. That's not who right. I am. And sometimes you feel guilty. Tell yeah. me, you've walked into stores before, you know, you're not a thief cool. and you start to feel guilty. People walking yeah. around you because exactly. you're already right. <laughs> yeah. They're watching you. They're watching if you're going to pay, they want to see, you know, they're going to see, do you need help, ma'am? Did I ask for help? I'm no, you're not gonna say that. You know what I mean? <laughs> Then I ask you for help. No right? one just came in to look. I was I was looking for something, right? Mm -hmm. But it, it just comes to that point where we it's always like as if we have to pay for other people's mistakes. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And that's what sounds and then we have to again, we're looking back. How do we deal with that? Because yes. remember, becoming the table, we're dealing with a lot of things. Like we know that lack of resources. We know that we yes. need to have networking. We know that we need to have skill set, education, et cetera, et cetera. But there's emotional manipulation tactics that happen within our communities, our jobs that we need mm -hmm. to be aware of. And generalization. Sometimes we're not able to handle, you know, an ignorant person using yes. a generalized statement. And demeaning us. How do we, you know, how do we respond to that person who says, well, isn't all black people lazy? How right. do you respond to that? And you know, you've been working the hardest that you can work. Yeah. So you need to be aware of that and not to, you know, uh, react harshly or react emotionally, anger yes. to the people who are ignorant to understand yes. or to give you a chance to yes. see who you are for yourself. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing too, is like, I think it's so funny that we kind of react right away, but that's not our fault, right? Like yeah. we are, we're in a sense, we're kind of taught to react. Defend. Right? Yeah, we have to defend, defend. ourselves. Yeah. Exactly. yeah. 
and why would you, know, <laughs> you know i'm not gonna allow somebody to talk to me but i think we just have to go based on not actually reacting but actually mm -hmm. educating educating know? yes educating ma'am maybe you have not heard of the word generalization let me inform you yeah. we have to be That's and it. this is why we're doing what we're doing we're kind of highlighting these things and these are some things that really help prevent us from becoming the table right and I and it it's actually perfect because we're going right on to changing the subject. And okay. this is actually the the topic is changing the subject. And when a person deflects, changes subject when behavior is addressed, right? Like it's like as if nothing can be said. Mm -hmm. Changing the subject automatically. Like let's say for example, in the sense of maybe somebody is talking about your job, mm -hmm. you know, talking to you about how you work, mm -hmm. and in fact in the moment they're changing the subject of okay well you know what you can do this instead mm -hmm. you can do that mm -hmm. instead mm -hmm. and i think you know it's it's about even not being heard in that sense well you yeah. know you're trying to actually get your point across yes. talking about maybe your job saying you know what i've been working here for a couple of years now mm -hmm. you know management is not that great mm -hmm. my pay is not that great and mm -hmm. instead of them actually hearing that mm -hmm. they're going to be like oh you know what but you've been working at a good salary you've only been working here yeah for two yeah years. Right? Like you have to be grateful for what you have and it's yeah. sort of like, like you said it, it's such a lack of respect you know, exactly. just you're just expressing your concerns, and then it's a deflect. It's like, well, thank God you have a job. Oh, well, right. you know, you're the only black person working here, so you're supposed to be grateful. Right. Or you're the only woman here, so you're supposed to be grateful. Exactly. You know, so no. this type of stuff can you know how it is, even in your own family or in your own circle yeah. of friends. When you hey, I have something to say. Hey, I have something to say. I want to talk about this. I want to, and someone keeps changing the subject on you. Right. Eventually, you will blow up. You're going to blow up. But we can't <laughs> blow up. We have to learn to emotionally manage, you know, some of our reactions and how we react yes. to certain people and how we command a conversation. And that is something that we learn, you know, being professionals, how you command a conversation, how you get people to listen to you respectfully. Exactly. Let's go over to gaslighting, okay? Now, I can't, this has been like memes on, fa on Facebook, on, on, really? on Instagram, gaslighting, guys. So for those of you who are not on, you know, social media a lot, you might, you hear it all the time. But gaslighting is when a person makes the victim doubt their understanding of reality my god when i say crazy in a bottle it's crazy hmm. like you would literally make people feel like they're crazy and yeah. this is what happens with women you could see this happening um with, with rape victims you could see them going yes. and saying this happened to me and then somehow you know the other person's like are you sure like did you really right. didn't you like call them didn't you like right. say that you liked him didn't you like and um. you yeah, but this happened, but this happened. Yeah. And the gaslighting continues. And I'm telling you, and this, we know for a fact, like a lot of women in the healthcare, a lot of minorities in the healthcare, Black women, uh, Hispanic women, you know, when you go to the doctor and you say that you're going mm -hmm. through something and they constantly try to make you feel like this is not happening mm -hmm. and makes you feel like doubt your own doubt your understanding own of the situation. Exactly. It, constantly leaves you like well wait a second am i crazy because am i, am I going crazy am i going <laughs> crazy this is such i i can't even tell you how much times this has happened to me and i'm sure it's mm -hmm. happened to you but 
every time I, I know this has happened in university, when I see mm -hmm. things happening around, when I hear Snickers and I talk to a couple of friends and they're like, you know, they can't see it because they don't live in the path that no. we live. You know, yeah. they're, they're not in our skin. So sometimes they're gaslighting and they're not even realizing that. They they're doing doing it. Yeah, they keep trying yeah. to say, well, I don't think that's what's happening. No, yeah. they didn't try to. No, she saw that she lifted your hand. But I'm like, yeah, but this happened. So I don't know what you have on this. For me personally, I think it has a lot to do with even, you know, family right mm -hmm. like maybe from past traumas childhood mm -hmm. memories and you know um being in certain situations where you know maybe you were beat a lot or maybe you mm -hmm. were spoken to in a certain di different type of way and um that person always denies that they talk mm -hmm. to you that way mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then it I literally makes that. you feel like Okay, yeah. but are you sure like i wasn't in the situation then who did it like you know what i mean Is, <laughs> who, who did, did it, it? Because obviously I'm, I'm going through these motions and I'm feeling mm -hmm. this way. You mm -hmm. can't tell me that I, I'm just feeling this way by myself. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I, I think that always happens when you're trying to get your point across. That's, again, like changing yeah. the subject, but in a different way. And, and I love that you brought up that, the family yeah. stuff, because I think we have a lot of trauma, like you say, from our past, yeah. with how we yes. grew up with our families, our siblings, whatever, and how they experienced our childhood is different to how we experience we. our childhood. And sometimes with mothers and daughters, uh, fathers and sons, sometimes when we're trying to bridge that gap to have a better relationship, mm -hmm. but the first conversation is like, well, God, when I asked you to do certain things, you know, you kind of, and it's like, no, 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 I was always there. But I remember you leaving me yeah. upstairs. Yeah. And I remember. And no, no, I was there. And it's almost like, well, that's not how I remembered it. Exactly. But instead of us saying, uh, acknowledging the pain, acknowledging that's you know, the emotions of what that person is dealing with, mm -hmm. and understand that although we, ex we were in the same time frame, we probably yeah. both, we were both knew different different experiences experience. and that is okay and although this has happened and i didn't mean to i'm sorry right exactly it's just the acknowledgement that is needed unfortunately mm -hmm. and sometimes we can do, we're not even able to get that and it goes right into our next point actually which is perfect which is passive aggression mm -hmm. and it's when indirectly negative feelings are expressed instead mm -hmm. of talking about it right <laughs> unfortunately <laughs> right and I think with this point that the one thing that is so important with this, you know, when it comes about, let's say, maybe this, this is something actually that happens a lot with couples, mm, right? Yeah. You know, I, I think this is something that really happens, you know, within relationships when we are trying to get our point across. Mm -hmm. And sometimes instead of actually letting out that emotion, mm -hmm. we kind of keep it to ourselves and we act yeah. like as if we know the other person can hear us. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We're having a whole conversation whole in head. fight in the head. Fight. <laughs> and like this person is sitting there, they don't even know you're fighting with them. I can care less. Even I do that a lot. Oh my god. I'm like cussing, cussing. I'm like, oh my gosh, how come you don't do this? How come you mm -hmm. don't do that? And then when it comes time to talk, we're like, <sighs> yeah. But then not forgetting that the whole time during the day now, you're walking around and you're pitching little things. You might pitch a pen somewhere. You might throw the fork down on the table when you pass the dinner. Right. You is everything door. okay? You slam the door. Is everything okay, babe? Uh, it's fine. You know, but yeah. you're negatively expressing yourself, but you're yeah. not talking about it. Now, let's bring this into a, a work 
force or you know a work situation mm -hmm. we do that a lot like we get to yes. work and oh my god you're walking to the job that you hate and you'd immediately start wringing people's neck with your eyes your eyes is rolling all up and down why should mm -hmm. you and tell me that i need to start at nine o'clock when it's nine oh five i come here when i want to come here okay you be but all of this is in your head and you're rolling your neck okay <laughs> I start when yeah. I want to start. Missy, you start at nine. Even though you may not like the job, you come up and you show at nine. Oh, God. But we have to be careful of that. And then why do we not, why don't we express ourselves? Because yeah. we don't feel emotionally able or responsible with our words sometimes. Yeah. So we're scared of like, Going into some really letting it out finger up in face, kind of let it out, and then you lose your job. But we yeah. have to figure out a way to be emotionally intelligent and passive aggressiveness, even how we display it, mm -hmm. and then how others display it. How do we react to it again? We can't let these things stop us from becoming the table, you know. And I, yeah. I, again, I just wanted to make a last point with that is that you know, when you are also getting that emotion. Mm -hmm. being shut down to you you see mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. unfortunately that's something that's passed on to you right, right? so yeah. maybe there were some moments where you weren't able to express yourself and then you know you're trying to talk you're trying to let it out you're trying to you know describe it to the person yeah. who had actually let you live through that and mm -hmm. because they don't even mm -hmm. let you speak or share your thoughts or any of those things, yeah. you end up kind of shutting down. And the yeah. only choice you have is to slam the door sometimes. And, oh, right. You because know? if you even look back to the points that we had, just imagine if you have an interaction with a coworker or a relationship yeah. where they always change the subject, where they were right. always gaslighting you. So, of course, yeah. you fall into passive aggressiveness. Right. Right. Like That's you right. were saying, amazing, amazing point. Yeah. Okay. We're going over to line and denial. So, Emotional manipulation, when it comes to lying and denial, means that when someone is lying to cover up the truth, and they can use that to manipulate feelings. Like, we already know how poisonous lying and denial is. Mm -hmm. We know how poisonous it is that if you, you know, you go to a, a business meeting and you helped on a project and you know that you helped on the project more than the person, and the mm -hmm. person comes in line to say, well, let's present to you, la, la, la. And they're denying your input and they're not, they're denying, you know, that you were valuable in making it exactly. be what it is. And how do you, how do you deal with that? You know, how do you deal with that in front of the whole office? How do you deal with mm -hmm. that person who consistently is denying that they were the one to do, you know, the entire project and not exactly. you? And these things happen. You may think that this is, this has happened several times to me in university, by the mm -hmm. way. I've done, I've came up with the best idea. I've done a lot of the work. And when time to yes. show off, man, people jump in front of me and I could right. barely get, well, I, well, I, I could barely get it off my tongue. Exactly. And exactly. why was I scared to not stand up and say, hold on. Mm -hmm. I did that. Why? Because yes. of the generalization, angry mm -hmm. black woman. The so perfect stereotype, right? Right. The right? Stereotype. So how do I deal with this lying and denial in the workforce? Like, what do you do? Exactly. Becoming emotionally intelligent means that sometimes not everything you address. Sometimes you have to take a minute, step out of the office and let that be a lesson. Okay. So now I know this is how you roll. I will make it known what's going on when we do a project together. 
I'm going to make sure, you know, I will prepare to let my voice be heard. That's it. And I think it's also important too to note that, you know, when somebody is lying and denying, it kind of takes you so much back to like, okay, am I even sure that I can actually voice my opinion in ways that are not going to allow this person to like, okay, snap back or even keep denying, right? Or keep Mm -hmm. lying. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, even sometimes when you bring up the fact, hey, you know what? I was the one that was came up with this beautiful idea for this project. You know, I came up with it. You know, I took the time uh-huh, to write it. Uh-huh. And then even too, sometimes you still get that denial. So like, where do you go from there again? Right? Yeah, yeah. And it kind of just brings you back to everything else. So sometimes we kind of got to be aware of that, that, okay, now I know not to be so much around this person uh-huh. or not to take up a project or if it's going to be like that, I might as well go to the teacher and let them know that, like, I don't feel comfortable yeah. working. Whoever, person, yeah. You know? Let them know what's going on. And then I so, think, like, in the end, it will always, it would always show. Because trust me, when you put your blood, sweat, and tears into a project, mm-hmm. you can go back and forth. And anybody that is going to lie and deny mm-hmm. that they didn't have, they had more impact than you did in the project, mm-hmm. it will show. Like, people, will show. Work, yeah, they will see it. The lies I know and I believe that it always it will always be revealed. It will so, always it will always, yes. It'll always come to light. Yeah. <laughs> you know? and, like it, it's not gonna hide. So, you know, and I think that goes right into the next point too of targeting insecurity, right? When a person zooms in on a person's insecurities and makes them feel bad. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. I think this also really goes back to Again, I will bring up relationships. And mm-hmm. I think that this is very important, really and truly, because, um, you know, this even can actually go for birth. Mm-hmm. Having mm-hmm. a child, right? Mm-hmm. You put on an extra few pounds, right? And yeah. then there's yeah. somebody that's always like, you know what? You're like, uh, what? You you already had the baby. It's already four months. You haven't lost <laughs> any weight. Yeah. Yeah. Right? yeah. You haven't lost any weight. Yeah. Targeting that insecurity, already knowing that that mother mm-hmm. who just had her baby yeah. is still trying to heal. Yeah. Is still trying to heal, right? And still trying to get over those insecurities of feeling like, okay, I know I'm not my best self right now, but I just had a baby. I do have to give myself that time to get back, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And, that's it's, okay. it's, and that's okay. That's and that's okay. And like, I think, like, there are people who target insecurities uh, with manipulation in mind and tactics, strategy in mind. To always mm-hmm. keep you lower than themselves. Lower than them. Because yeah. if you're always uh, commenting on someone's look, for example, if you mm-hmm. work in a you know in a place where you guys do a lot of media or social media, you have mm-hmm. to present your face or you have to talk or whatever. And that person knows that if I can only make her feel this much smaller, then she won't feel comfortable to probably do the next ad or she won't feel comfortable to probably stand in front of the boardroom and doing, you know, another meeting. So let me just tell her that maybe, you know, your nose kind of shines really a lot in that light, eh? Your head is really big on the the camera. (laughs) Did you ever think about getting a nose job? A nose job? Boy, like, you know, so all of these people do this specifically to make sure that you have lower self-esteem and sometimes it's their own insecurities that they're transferring onto you and if you're not confident in yourself if you're not secure in who you are people will just start whispering negative negative things about you know about yourself that you started all of a sudden have you ever realized that sometimes you may not even think that you don't like something about yourself until people start bringing it up 
Right? And you start hating it? And then you're like, man, I hate my left knee. Look how fat it is. Like, really, I do have a fat knee. Like, that, all of a sudden. But it wasn't bothering you before. Like, you know, it was really just because this person kept bringing it up that it's yeah. like, okay, maybe I really don't like my left knee. Like, what happened? I don't like my left knee. Yeah. All of a sudden, I stop my short skirts. And then I'm like, my left knee has got to go. You know what I mean? <laughs> but this is what happens. People exactly. target your insecurity. They do it. Sometimes they do it and it's not, they do not understand that they're doing it. I get that. But sometimes it is a definitely a manipulation tactic to allow you to be, you know, in a lower place than they are. And for you to be so caught up in, oh my God, I hate this. I hate this. this," And make you just stay small in a corner and hide away, hide away. And sometimes they know that they're doing it. They know what they're doing sometimes, you know, just to get you into a place to feel like powerless. Powerless. Not yourself. Right. And when you're trying to become the table, you have to acknowledge this because Mm -hmm. it will come and maybe you will feel insecure. But once you acknowledge that, okay, wait a second, this person is trying to target my insecurity to keep me back from going for that promotion. No. Exactly. And you retaliate. Right. I'm (laughs) going to go for it. it. Okay. (laughs) Ignore it. Next point. Ignore, ignore them. Okay. And move forward. Ignore (laughs) Let's talk about ignoring it, a manipulation tactic. So ignoring it, when a person ignores the other, it is possible. It is impossible to connect properly. I mean, we've seen this several times. Like um, you go into a situation and you're screaming to be heard or you're screaming to be seen and some people just won't acknowledge you. And yeah. you need to build connections. You need to build networking with people. You know, yes. you may start a new job and you're trying to figure out why can't I connect with people? Why can't mm-hmm. they're trying to shut me out? Why are they yeah. doing me? And you start to take that on, take that on, take that on. And that could become distracting. One, yes. emotionally distracting. And then two, it can make you feel like, I just want to give up. I don't like this environment. Well, how do you push exactly. past? Becoming the table means that you have to push past these things that are set up that are placed within our communities, our societies, our relationships to test us, to see who will push past that, you know? And that's it. I think that we have to ignore everything that's in this list. Right? (laughs) And that is what's going to help us become the table, right? Because again, too, when it comes to ignoring, you know, I think a lot of people don't realize how much we don't actually ignore anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right mm-hmm. we kind mm-hmm. of just take on those problems we don't even let them be and if even if we say we're ignoring them days and days we're thinking about that same problem or saying oh thinking about that same person at work right <laughs> you know and and that's the thing we're always like yeah i'm gonna ignore it i'm gonna leave it but then yeah. when you're home you're again going back to your passion <laughs> you're slamming the door you're doing this like yeah there's so many different things that are going on and you know what that just even makes the next point even better because People tend to conspire, right? wickedness. Them too wicked here. And when a gang, it's when a person <laughs> gangs up with other people to manipulate, manipulate excuse me, somebody. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So let's go straight into it because I think that this one is very, very crazy. And I think mm-hmm. that this one actually happens so much in a workplace. Mm-hmm. It is unbelievable. Like, you know, there's one day where some sometimes you're probably going into the into your job Mm -hmm. you can see people just talking (laughs) talking right and then you're thinking in your head like okay well what did i do 
Mm-hmm. But, you know, they start to come and talk about different things. And I, I, I really and truly, when I was working at the hospital, that was always something that was happening. Ah. Conspiring against somebody, manipulating somebody, mm-hmm. talking about this person in this, you know, completely under, like, disgusting way. Mm-hmm. Trying to say, you know what, you shouldn't be working with this person yeah. because this person yeah. does this, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. How do I- we get from that? How does that, you know? I think, like, even when you talk about conspiring, you know, on the other side, we have the opposite side. There's sometimes when nobody's conspiring against you. There's sometimes when people are in a corner talking and it has nothing to do with you. But like you said before, because we're so used to being on the fence, well, what the heck them people saying over there? Yeah, yeah, I'll whisper you up if you want to come and tell me something. Because we're so used to being ready for war. That yeah. sometimes people talking in a corner has nothing, emotional manipulation, or like you said, maybe mm-hmm. that happened at another job. So every yes. other job thereafter, you are, okay, yes. so who's trying to get me out now? Yes. Who's trying to get me fired? And it's not like, literally this happened to my sister recently. People were conspiring mm-hmm. against her and she, some people were conspiring the others knew that she was a good worker. Yeah. She, that person lied so much that she got they got her fired. And so I know from moving forward from that, what are they, what is she gonna do? She's gonna really watch who she's around. She's gonna yes. really try to protect herself and be like, are there conspirators around as people trying right. to take her down? Oh, and he, like honestly, evoking fear. <laughs> like, come on. Yeah. I, I mean, these points are so connected. Like <laughs> emotional manipulation tactics, evoking fear. Like that's what happens. We're fearful when we get into other workspaces. We're fearful of building relationships because of being burnt. We're fearful of sharing our ideas and connecting with other women, connecting with other black people like ourselves because of the experiences that we've had. So when someone plays another person's, in this one, we're looking at when a person plays on another person's fears to get what they want. Man, mm-hmm. honestly, when it, these emotional manipulation taxes really make you feel like there's a lot of sick people out there. Mm-hmm. Like I'm telling you people, if you really want to become the table, like what the table means, mm-hmm. these things are everywhere. And sometimes mm-hmm. when people closest to you, they know mm-hmm. that you may have a fear of public speaking. They know that you may have a fear of failure. They know that you mm-hmm. may have a fear of running out of money. And it's constantly yes. being brought up to make you feel like you should not go after this goal. You're you have to be mindful of it, you know? And I think, you know, especially with evoking fear, a lot of people don't realize how much fear is instilled and how it keeps you from actually moving forward, right? Physically Not, and mentally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Both. Both, yeah. Right? It, it, it's like as if your feet are stuck on the floor. You don't know where to turn. You don't know who to trust. You don't know where to look. You don't know. Like mm-hmm. Exactly how you were saying about just even not even being able to share ideas with somebody mm-hmm. and even having that fear of, oh my God, that person can actually take my idea. Oh, for right? sure. Well, this happens people. Everybody right. else, it happens. So you have to be right. careful about that. <laughs> you have to copyright your stuff, guys. Like, copyright your stuff, guys. Really, okay. truly. Because on a daily, it's like, you know, even just seeing your quote somewhere or seeing maybe a, 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 a title of your book and not being quoted and not being given the credit, you kind of feel in a sense like, okay, but yeah. was my stuff not out there? Like, how do how do we... And I'm sorry, even just to go back, there's a lot of the times where black people i find you know will do this very often 
take mm-hmm. credit for maybe you know some of their friends or so on and so forth mm-hmm. and not give that friend credit yeah you know? a lot of and people this is black white kind of, hispanic yeah. yeah exactly it happens with everybody right and i feel like you know if you can give mm-hmm. that same um energy mm-hmm. and take you know quotes from let's say for example chris brown rihanna albert einstein and all of that stuff you can definitely give your friends that credit. same credit you know yeah. to say that hey i inspired you Mm-hmm. But you know what? It's again with that stereotype, yeah. which is our next stereotype. topic, right? <laughs> the stereotype of, yeah. let's say, for example, oh, let me mention the the definition. But when a person dismisses someone as a result of stereotyping, like gender, mm-hmm. right? But we can go into stereotyping of, let's say, for example, black women. Yeah. Just going back yeah. to what you said, the you angry know, black woman, yeah, the anger, the angry mm-hmm. black lady. We're always upset. Mm-hmm. We don't like anybody. Mm-hmm. We hate everybody. <laughs> we don't smile. We're lazy. Yeah, yeah. Right? we don't smile in photos. We, we don't, don't feel even, don't pain. Even, we're never happy, right? And we don't feel pain is the biggest yeah. one when it comes That's to the biggest one you know, having to go to the hospital and feeling like I need to make sure they understand that I'm really in pain. Right. You know, like you have uh, to scream and cry, but at the end of the day, they don't want that from you. Right. They don't want you to scream. They don't want you to cry. They don't want they don't want to hear any noise from you, because, again, that comes in with the stereotype of being a black woman. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So we can't even properly express our pain, Pain. our sorrow. Safely express our pain. Yeah. Yeah. It has to be in a certain way where we have to mentally feel like, okay, this has to be convincing, even though like I'm really big. Why do I have to think about convincing someone else that I have pain? Um, Stereotypes are not fun. They're not fun for any person, black, white, Hispanic, uh, any type of different religion. It's not fun because we are all, even there are different shades of black people. So we're not all the same. We come from different countries. You know what I mean? Even you see a black person and everybody thinks we're from Jamaica or Africa. Right, you know, we're or so or Haiti, like so. It's not always the case. Uh, coming to our last point, guys, emotional abuse. Okay, so when we talk about emotional abuse, what are we talking about? Okay, we're talking about when a person misuses emotional connection, their emotional connection, to manipulate others. I mean, and you guys may find that we bring up relationships a lot, but when you look at a relationship. Mm-hmm. Relationships at home are the groundwork for how you are in relationships outside of home, how you are in relationships in business, and how you yourself become a boss. Because becoming the table, all of these things will be everywhere around you. So if you don't know how to deal with them in your own way right now, how will you be able to run a business and deal with other things happening in your workforce? And emotional abuse, you have to be really careful of that. We know that it's in relationships a lot and we're trying to always make sure that we don't fall to that or be able to speak up when that happens. Um, You don't want to be abused at work knowing that you have to take crap from your boss because you need that dollar. You don't mm-hmm. want to be that, and you don't want to be taking it from a relationship because you want that relationship so bad. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to be strong within yourself. You deserve more. You deserve so much in the world, and knowing how mm-hmm. to, you know, listen. I don't need to take this. I can be strong, and I can leave the situation. Yeah. You don't need to do with a crappy boss. I understand. Yeah, put yourself first. Put in your work. Yes, get it. But listen, do not stay in a crappy job. Just because it's paying your bills, it's going to take a toll on your mental health. Okay. That's it. And I think, you know, it's so important too, because, you know, we take so much Mm -hmm. and I feel like as if we, we also give so much, 
we're giving everything and then once we take these things we're not taking them in the right way in the right direction and you know as much as we can put up with whatever you also have to know that okay i matter right i matter i'm not supposed to be dealing with these things i'm not supposed to be treated this way yeah right i, I, matter. I yes right i matter yeah. It's like, come on. It's not <laughs> normal, guys. It's not normal emotional abuse. None normal. of these things that are we normal. have just mentioned are normal. But yeah. they are normal. They are things that are normal today. And mm -hmm. we are just the ones to now kind of like, you know, point these out and kind of give you guys, you know, those points. Because mm -hmm. as much as we, you know, we're seeing these things, they're happening. We don't even know the words or the terms of what they mm -hmm. are, right? What they and are. we don't know that they're actually things, right? <laughs> they're actually... Our knowledge things. is power. Yeah. If we don't exactly. know, these things will become crumbling blocks. Because exactly. we already know. When we want to become the table, we know how to sign up to workshops. Mm -hmm. We know how to, you know, try to get investments. We know all exactly. of that stuff, but we're never thinking about, you know how much people really don't think that emotional intelligence is actually an amazing skill to acquire? It's you the best. Need, it's the best. You need to know because some of us, like you said, we have so much trauma from before yeah. us. And that's why our next podcast will be the tables before us. Yeah. We have so much trauma, so much of our childhood, so much that we don't even understand that's going on that yeah. sometimes someone says one trigger word to you and it's over. So guys, as we close, are you the table? When you say that you are the table, have you mastered these emotional manipulation tactics. Are you a part of the emotional manipulation tactics? Are you, you know, yeah. or are you in the phase of becoming at the table? Yeah. These are things that you need to, you know, be aware of. You need to really spend time in developing your emotional intelligence. Exactly. I think we are, you know, slowly finding ways of dealing with these things, even in the process of becoming the table or being in the table, mm -hmm, being mm -hmm. that table, right? Mm -hmm. We're still learning how to deal with these things on a daily basis, because at the end of the day, you know, we're going to keep going through them. We're going to keep seeing different ways of them actually being. As an right? aside, yeah. Yeah. They, yeah. We're going to see different ways of them being portrayed. So we have to just be mindful. and we Be mindful. Be yeah. Be aware, guys. And happy learning. <laughs> Emotional <laughs> intelligence is important. And we will see you in the next podcast. Remember, are you the table or are you becoming the table? All right. So nice to see you guys. Bye. Bye.